oak desk was dark and old and altogether perfect. The chairs were gently supercilious. Sinclair Lewis. Sarah Rulin is a law student in Bloomington, Indiana. Her work has appeared in Rhino, Slipstream, Monday Night, and New Journal, among others. She is the recipient of the 2007 George Wedge Poetry Prize and has been nominated for a Pushcart Prize. Welcome to the Poets Weave. I'm Christopher Citro. Sarah, what poems have you brought to read to us today? Desk. In the night, the man crawls into his roll-top desk. It is safer in there, everything in its cubbyhole. When he closes the lid over himself and his furniture de bureau, he is warm but lonely. He wishes for a woman in there. She would have to be petite for sure. He is not a large man, but even so. During the day at his job, he begins to survey the typing pool. He takes an interest in ballet. He scouts fashion shows. He volunteers at anorexia hotlines and refugee reliefs. At night, after all of his activities, he barely has strength to pull down the desk lid. He meets many women of appropriate dimension, but none is ever shown the desk. They are messy or soft, their perfumes unequal to the odor of pencil shavings. Infestation The pest man came up from the basement, gave us good news and otherwise, the good being that it wasn't termites, the bad that it was desks. He took us outside to show us, upended a rock, and there they were, scurrying. I brushed one with a stalk of grass, and its lid shut up tight. That's a problem with them, said the pest man. He took us back to the house, showed us where a monster desk was chewing up all our paper and ink and sticky notes and tape and erasers. That's the queen, he said. Even if you get rid of her, another one will move right in. The roll tops arrive in the Americas. They came creaking up to the shining shore, their lids glinting in the sun. Upon encountering the indigenous warriors, the desk leader put up his lid and offered cheap gifts. Pens with advertisements emblazoned on the sides retractable pencils, and typewriter erasers with little brushes on the ends. The warrior general especially liked the latter, took the desks to his king deep in the jungled mountains, where the desks promptly destroyed the kingdom, enslaved its children, and converted the warriors into file clerks. Hero. He had his share of hardship. Once, when his desk was blown off course, he survived for weeks on India ink and erasers. His career ended when he became trapped by icebergs in the North Sea. They found him months later, wrapped in blotting paper, a half-constructed signal mirror made of paper clips, frozen in his hands. The Pornographic Story of My Affair with the Roll-Top Desk He came to my apartments on Friday nights after a hard week's work, his varnish glistening with the effort of his labors, his legs shapely and strong. I caressed his drawers and his grooves and his lid rose, my lips against his secrets, in his passion spilling reams of good stationery all over my skin. The Husbandry of Roll-Top Desks You could see them from the kitchen in the south pasture. Nights they creaked and lowed, 
a cubby for each stage of digestion, mostly with their tambours down, but when they bred, up. After foaling, we reattached drawer pulls for weeks, weaned the babies off their mother's inkwells. Good money for a two-year desk, hours of family operation, but Schmitty north of town ran two, three hundred head, bought a new car every year. He went bust in the 90s. We all did. He tried to switch to printer carts, but they don't do well up here. Winter too cold, wind too strong. You've been listening to poems by Sarah Rulin on The Poet's Weave. I'm Christopher Citro.